Thank you for joining Resurrection Lutheran Church this Sunday morning, giving praise with us for God's blessings of music, prayer, and scripture. I, Pastor Karen Perkins, will be sharing a message of grace, forgiveness, and hope. All of the worship leaders welcome you. Blessed is the Holy, Tr- Blessed is the Holy Trinity, one God who creates us, redeems us, and calls us by name. God of the mountain, you showed your glory in the transfiguration of your Son. Give us the vision to see beyond the turmoil of our world and to behold the King in all his glory through your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Now it's time for our children's message. So we're about to hear the gospel from Luke chapter 9, which is called the Transfiguration. Transfiguration is a large word, but it means a complete change of form or appearance into a more beautiful or spiritual state. The gospel reading is about a day when Peter, James, and John went up on a mountain with Jesus to pray. When they were there, two great leaders who were from the past, Elijah and Moses, miraculously appeared beside Jesus. All three of them glowed like a dazzling white lights, and they began to speak to the disciples. 
It was an awesome and amazing experience. But Peter didn't know what to do. He started running around in a fluster, not knowing what to do or what to say. And I feel like I'm right there with Peter. (laughs) I would be the same. Then a voice from heaven said, This is my son whom I have chosen. Listen to him. God the Father was saying that Peter needed to slow down and listen to Jesus. And I think that's pretty good advice even for today, for what we do in our lives. There are many people telling us what to do and how to live our lives. But it's also very important that we slow down and listen to Jesus. If we try to listen to everyone, it might get confusing. Now imagine, not everybody here has a mic, so I'm not actually going to make you do it. But what if I asked everybody in this room, and there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, there's about 15 people here, give or take. What if I asked everybody, what should I get for lunch today? I wouldn't be able to decide. One, there'd be too many different options, and that just makes it more confusing for me. And two, I might not be able to hear all the options. Now imagine if that's an even harder question than lunch, like, What should I be when I grow up? So we need to slow down and listen to Jesus. We need to remember that our Heavenly Father said to Peter on the mountain of transfiguration when he was confused. He said to Peter, this is my son whom I have chosen. Listen to him. Listening to God's son Jesus is so very important. Getting ideas and suggestions from other people is important, but it's also, it's most important that we listen to Jesus. We can listen to Jesus by reading about the life of Jesus in the Bible. We can read what he said and what he taught, and we can ask the Holy Spirit to help us understand too. We can also, as kids, talk to maybe our sponsors from baptism. We can talk to our parents. We can talk to our pastors. Let us pray. Dear God, thank you for giving us Jesus. Help us to listen to him and to you and to ask for help through the Holy Spirit. In your name we pray. Amen. I invite you to stand as you are able. Let us welcome the gospel together. about Jesus' suffering and death is enclosed in the dazzling foreshadowing of the resurrection. God affirms Jesus' identity. The disciples are stunned speechless, and Jesus resumes his mission with a demonstration of his power over all. The Holy Gospel according to Luke, the ninth chapter. Now about eight days after these sayings, Jesus took with him Peter and John and James and went up on the mountain to pray. And while he was praying, the appearance of his face changed, and his clothes became dazzling white. Suddenly they saw two men, Moses and Elijah, talking to him. 
They appeared in glory and were speaking of his departure, which he was about to accomplish at Jerusalem. Now Peter and his companions were weighed down with sleep, but since they had stayed awake, they saw his glory and the two men who stood with him. Just as they were leaving him, Peter said to Jesus, Master, it is good for us to be here. Let us make three dwellings, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah, not knowing what he said. While he was saying this, a cloud came and overshadowed them, and they were terrified as they entered the cloud. Then from the cloud came a voice that said, This is my son, my chosen. Listen to him. When the voice had spoken, Jesus was found alone, and they kept silent, and in those days told no one of any of these things they had seen. On the next day, when they had come down from the mountain, a great crowd met him. Just then a man from the crowd shouted, Teacher, I beg you to look at my son. He is my only child. Suddenly, a spirit seizes him, and all at once he shrieks. It convulses him until he foams at the mouth. It mauls him and will scarcely leave him. I begged your disciples to cast it out, but they could not. Jesus answered, You faithless and perverse generation, how much longer must I be with you and bear with you? Bring your son here. While he was coming, the demon dashed him to the ground in convulsions. But Jesus rebuked the unclean spirit, healed the boy, and gave him back to his father. And all were astounded at the greatness of God. The Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated. So Jesus glowing, dazzling white, I, I think in some ways loses its impact for us because we live in a time of special effects. I mean, everything in here is might, and I keep asking Brad to get the 30-pound thinner filter for the camera, and he won't, but um, there's really not such a filter. Anyway, um, and, and we, we filter a lot of, of what we see visually, and the movies and the TV shows that we watch, again, have lots of special effects. And so this seeing something, someone start to become dazzling white and glow, would have stood out a lot. I mean, no electricity, right? So, what has stood out? And I think sometimes, besides being spoiled by our special effects, we become dependent on them, and instead of seeing what Jesus is revealed to be like in the transfiguration, we see the Jesus that we want to see. Now, I brought a, uh, a graphic, and some of you will have seen this. This is a very famous painting put through a lot of filters, right? You can see the parallels. You can see that it was actually taken from that picture, right? But this is what you can do with pictures in our time. And in fact, this is what a lot of us do with pictures on our Facebook. You can take it down now on our Facebook, on our on our um, uh, TikTok, uh, whatever um, other social media you may use. You know, we present that that brushed face, and we also pre present that face to, to other people. 
this revealed, revealed Jesus. Notice that when Moses came down from the mountain, he too was blowing with the Spirit. Jesus shares this, this, this indwelling of the Spirit that, that transfigures, changes the way that we look. Yet I think sometimes we, we continue to, to hide that whole, whole self that we're called to be. I know I do. And I, in preparing for this, I thought, well, I'm going to ask, to whom do you reveal your true self? Do you have a person in your life to whom you reveal your whole self? To God? When you come to pass the font and to the altar? To whom do you reveal your whole self? And one of, the, one of the pieces of baptism, this, this, this text has connections with the words that are spoken at Jesus' baptism, the words that are spoken at Jesus' crucifixion. This is, this is a, a text that's drawing parallels. We're called into that baptism, and we're called into that dying and being raised life which is revealed. And we're called to be open to seeing the Jesus that is revealed to us, not the filtered one that we want it to look like. I'm not saying you want Jesus to look like that, but if you go around the world and look at, at uh, images of Jesus, they are very different depending on the, the ethnicity and artistic taste of different regions. But we, we have this vision of what Jesus looks like and is going to look like to us. But we get hard texts week after week that call us to sacrificial giving, that call us to love of neighbor, even the ones that just irk the heck out of us. That, that call us to kindness, that call us to mutuality and respect. And sometimes that's hard. And so we don't want to look at that Jesus. We don't want to look at that vision of a Christian life, of a baptized and resurrected life. We want to filter it. So whether the veil is, is the literal veil that Moses wore to, to guard the people, or the veil that Paul talks about in Corinthians. By the way, Romans is next week. That's why I thought I was on Romans. Um, the veil that, that, that Paul talks about, which is, which is the, the glory of God that is being revealed. That's that already not yet peace revealed in Christ yet not fully revealed. So it's being revealed. It's an ongoing revelation to us. And we're called to receive it. That's where you get to the 
listen to him. Also hard words for a lot of us. Because we want to either talk or do, fix, let me build a tent for you, a couple tents for you, let me take care of this. How many of us, before somebody's even done talking, will start to solve the problem? <laughs> we want to do, and there's a listen piece, and there's a witness piece, and there's a what is being revealed, and how do I honestly allow myself to be seen in that and see the truth, the truth that comes in that? How do I have the courage to take that on? Moses had a literal veil. Elijah had the um, you know, fiery chariot. I don't know if you remember that. Moses being going up to heaven in the fiery char- chariots. And in Jesus, what we have is a messianic veil. Jesus is the veil that mitigates and reveals, gives us as much as we can handle because that's what the veil is for. It's to protect humans from being overwhelmed by the glory of God. So in Jesus is revealed a little more than we're comfortable with, but just as much as we can handle. When you come to God, look through that veil. Imagine how your life looks if you, if you actually visually picture Jesus as a veil between you and the life you live. How will that change the way you live it? Because for Peter and company, it perplexed them. And they just came down and didn't say anything. And then they couldn't heal the kid. Grabbing onto it is hard. As we stand on on the um, edge of Lent, you're you're invited to have courage. Let us all encounter Jesus, encounter that revelation, and be willing to reveal ourselves in that revelation together. Let us pray. Gracious God, you know how much we need, how much we can handle, and how much you have to share. Gives courage to receive grace upon grace with all the angels in heaven and with one another. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I invite you to stand as you are able and let us sing.
Please join me as we recite the Apostles' Creed. I believe, I believe in, in God, God, the Father, Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day he rose again. He descended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Spirit of the Lord is poured out upon us in abundance, so we are bold to pray for the church, the world, and all God has made. Transform us by your greatness, O God. Send us down the mountain to share joy with all people. Make us agents of change, confident that your hope will vanquish despair and your goodness will conquer evil. God of grace. The mountains and valleys sing your praise. Dazzle us with your presence in every landscape. Bluffs built by ancient glaciers, canyons carved by flowing rivers, flat horizons with uninterrupted views, and sands shaped by ocean tides. God of grace. You love justice and establish equity. Strengthen leaders of local governments, community nonprofits, and grassroots campaigns. Bless them with gifts of integrity, creativity, and sound conscience. Build up safe and joyful communities where all people may thrive. God of grace, heal those who are in distress. Comfort those who are living through warfare in Ukraine. Give patience to those waiting for answers. Grant hope to those who have reached the limits of treatment. Give compassionate hearts to those who accompany loved ones through illnesses and uncertainty. God of grace. Today we shout Alleluia from the mountaintop. This week we enter the wilderness of Lent. Bless all who prepare and lead us in worship during this change of season. Pastors, deacons, musicians, and all who contribute to our worship life. God of grace. You come to us through those you call to positions of leadership. We pray for Presiding Bishop Elizabeth Eaton, Alaska Synod Bishop Shelley Wickstrom, Bishop Tessa Moon Lyseth of our sister synod, the Alaska Southeast Cluster, and St. Mark Lutheran Church Anchorage. Grant wisdom to inform all ministries. God of grace. Hear our prayer. And for what else do the people of God pray?
for those who have no place for their stuff. For those with addictions. Blessed are they who listen to Christ's voice in this life and now rest with him. Transform us from glory into glory and give us your peace that we did not lose heart. God of grace, hear our prayer. Since we have such great hope in your promise, O God, we lift these and all our prayers to you in confidence and faith through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. This is the part of our service where we lift up our gifts to God. We offer ourselves, our time, and our possessions. Members, of course, are encouraged to give our regular tithes and offerings through an assigned number, and we have regular vehicles for doing that. You're invited to go to our website and use PayPal or one of the other donate buttons that we have on the website. You can make a special offering to the RLC on KINY ministry, which helps keep this on the air, or to the RLC food pantry, or to Juno Live, which helps with community outreach. You're also more than welcome to come by in person or make a food donation. We encourage people also to be involved with the community and appreciate volunteers. All of these things are gathered together in song and prayer. Let's pray. Blessed are you, O God, sovereign of the universe. You offer us new beginnings and guide us on our journey. Lead us to your table, nourish us with this heavenly food, and prepare us to carry your love to a hungry world in the name of Christ, our light. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. The mission of Resurrection Lutheran Church is to promote spiritual growth in Christ and service to all people. May God, who leads you in pathways of righteousness, who rejoices over you, and who calls you by name, Bless your going out and your coming in, today and forever. Amen.
Christ into a weary world, share the good news. Thanks be to God. This has been an abridged worship service of Resurrection Lutheran Church. You are welcome to join us for worship in person on Sunday mornings at 930. We are located at 740 West 10th Street in downtown Juneau. Our phone number is 586-2380. More information about our location, parking lot, current COVID policy, and other contact information is available on our website at rlcjuno.org. The website is also the best way to learn about what events are happening with the community outreach ministry, Juno Live. With a vital food pantry, bell choir, quilting group, Bible study, and others, there may be a ministry here just for you. Come and see.